Welcome back to another episode of Meta Athletes, the playbook. My name is Katie Brinkley. I'm joined by Coach B today, and we are going to get started with uh, talking about a conversation that we started over on a Twitter space uh, recently, and the Twitter space was such a, a big success, and it it started from a tweet that I sent. That rarely happens, but I said in the tweet, man, I wish I could sleep past 4 a.m. And our conversation then evolved into the importance of nutrition. And as, uh, as one, one quote that I absolutely love is, the first wealth is health. And so many of us get wrapped up in, in hey, I, I got to be in the hustle culture. What am I doing now? Is this generating revenue? All of that. And including yours truly, I might need to take a step back and think about my health because it could be affecting my wealth. So let's start there, Coach. Uh, I'm excited to dive into this conversation on nutrition and health today. Yeah, nutrition and health is like it's it's something I deal with on a daily basis. But I think I think everybody re- real realizes and recognizes that eating well is a priority. But I think very few do it do it right or are often confused, right? There's so many things out there that, that, that say you should restrict this or you shouldn't eat that or you shouldn't, you know, eat late at night or, um, you know, like intermittent fast. There's just, there's a lot of fads, right? There's a lot of fads. There's a lot of information being spread out there that I think often confuses a lot of people when it comes to nutrition and how it's going to help them not only just change their body, but also try to change their change their health for the better, right? Like, do you often get confused? Oh, absolutely. And I think that it, because you you hear people, and I and I mean, I know that celiac disease is a, is a very serious disease, but so many gluten free, so many like all these different things. I'm like, well, I mean, like, what, is that affecting me? Should I cut out gluten? Will it help me with my brain fog? I mean, like, I you know, I can digest it fine, but I mean. It's working for other people. I think there is so much confusion over the out there. Like, hey, you should cut this out of your diet if you want to not only lose weight, but, you know, focus better. Yeah, there's so much information. And then, you know, with the abundance of information that's being put out there with documentaries and things being put out on social media, there's that's just one person's perspective, right? In a lot of the information, a lot of the, the documentaries that are being put out, um, they might have some good information. They could have information that's biased towards their viewpoint that they want to promote. And I think as a consumer and I think as a listener or as a reader or anybody that's trying to gain information, it's important to realize that, you know, what are they trying to tell me? What am I, What are they trying to sell me? And in what context is this information being portrayed and, and will it apply to me in my own situation? And I was just talking to an athlete about this today is that when we read books and when we, when we read things on the internet and we, we consume information, that's all it is. It's information. It's not knowledge. It's information. And then when we take the time to apply the information to our own life and our own practices, that's when we can gain knowledge and that's when we can gain true wisdom and that's when we have a true understanding. And nutrition is no different. You know, you've got to be able to, number one, 
take in information on what proper nutrition is and what nutrition is for you and 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 how you frame it like within your mindset of, of what is nutrition doing for me right like i often talk to to our athletes about nutrition plays a number of key roles and in, in 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 your body number one it's going to help you recover uh number two it, it helps you fuel your activities so you, that you can perform um, food is also very, very cultural, like coming from where you are. Um, and then food is also very social too. Like whenever you get together or you go out as a team or you, you network, like it, it's often around food, right? So there's a very social aspect of food and every single decision that you make and the things that you consume, you've got to be able to understand, am I doing this for my recovery? Am I eating for... Um, to fuel my activities that I'm going to perform? Am I eating for for a cultural, social, and sometimes those can kind of blend together, or am I eating this because it's a social, social setting? So truly understanding what it is that you're consuming and why you're consuming it is going to try to, is going to directly be able to impact uh, the habits that you have around food. And I think some people um, often get confused because they don't understand the relationships that they might have with food and how it's going to directly affect their health. Does that make sense? No, it makes it makes perfect sense. And I, I think that one of the things, too, that we, we talked about in addition to what we put into our body is, is fuel. Um, you know, I, I grew, growing up as softball and soccer and all the things that I possibly could do, my parents had me involved in. But doing those, I, I remember going and carbo-loading on all of these spaghetti b- before the games. <laughs> what well, I don't know if that necessarily, like, looking around, like, well, we're playing softball. I don't know if we needed all those carbs. But, I mean, there's certain things where it's like, okay, I got to go and eat all these, this type of food before I want to have this this big event. And it's it's the same with with our, our us in, in, in life, not just with sports, but taking what you're putting into your body. I mean, if you're going to go out, so – I do a lot of speaking. I before I go out on a stage, I'm not going to go and out and have a night of drinking ahead of, of my my session, and I'm not going to go and drink a whole bunch of coffee. I drink tea the morning that I go up on stage to make sure that my voice is going to be able to project the right the way that I want it to. So I think that that is such an important thing to keep in mind is what we're putting into our body if we want to have the right kind of outcome and the right type of performance. Yeah, and that's so for you, you know, going on stage and speaking and like doing a podcast and speaking in front of people, that that's your performance, right? And so if you value your performance, you're going to value the things that you put into your body to allow it to perform at its best, right? So what we often talk about like physical activity and that's that often comes to connotation about like nutrition, oh, I got to make sure I have enough energy to to get through my workout or I got to have enough energy to, to, you know, fuel me for this game or this tournament that I'm going to be in when every day, if we're professionals and we might not be doing maybe athletic things like physical activity, um, whether it be exercise or, you know, competing, we still need to be able to have the right amount of energy to fuel us for the activities that we're going to do because we're performing, whether it be we're mm-hmm. teaching in front of a class of students, whether we're speaking on a stage and educating other people or um, we're speaking to colleagues in meetings, like those, that we're performing. And you've got to be able to prioritize the things that you put into your body 
to allow you to perform its to perform at its best. Mm -hmm. It's um it's it's it, it's one of those things that could be a game changer, and it's one of those things that's very hard to quantify in terms of proper nutrition and and understanding the impact that it have on has on your performance. But it's very qualitative. Like we can measure physical changes that are made by by proper nutrition habits with a scale or measuring somebody's body composition. Um, whether it be uh, you know, somebody wants a positive change or a negative change in terms of gaining weight, losing weight, changing their body fat percentage, all those types of things. We can measure those types of things. But for in terms of performance, like a lot of those are qualitative things. And it's really, you know, how do you feel? Like, how does this make me feel? Like, if I truly understand, like, if I have too much coffee and it gives me the jitters and I understand that's going to directly impact, impact my ability to maybe effectively communicate or it's going to rush my cadence then maybe I don't want to have too much caffeine or too much coffee because I know that's going to have the impact on me. Or mm -hmm. I know if I eat a lot of fast food, I know that it makes me feel a little sluggish. It feels very heavy. It sits it sits in my stomach for a little bit longer. I feel bloated. Right? Mm -hmm. Those are types of things that we need to be aware of. Right? I think we talk about awareness every single day, but like you got to be aware of what foods – make you feel a certain way and then if you don't like the way it it makes you feel you've got to be aware of that and you and if maybe you need to try to create a, some sort of change if you want to perform a little bit better and I think that that leads me to think to, to wonder in my head as you're saying all this I'm like okay so should I keep a, a food diary of like okay well I ate this and I felt you know, like a little smiley face or like, mm, like there's the, like the flatline <laughs> smile or, you know, whatever should we be keep if, if we want to ensure that we are performing at our highest, what do you th think? Should we be keeping a food diary? Are there certain things, certain things that you're like, Hey, absolutely steer clear of, you know, the, the fast food lanes or, or, or anything like that where you can give us a little bit of the cliff notes version of how to be higher performers with our nutrition. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Like journaling is, is something we haven't really talked about too frequently, but it, it is one of those practices that helps you bring awareness of um, of your thoughts, of your habits, of your routines. But when it comes to specifically to nutrition, yeah, like most nutritionists will often recommend um, cr doing a three-day diet log or a three-day journal, right, where you can try to um, log everything that it is that you consume uh, drinks-wise, food-wise, um, so that you can have somebody take a look at it and get somebody to, and have a better understanding of when you're eating, why you're eating, and how much you're eating and drinking too, right? That, that goes into it too. Um, and then take it over three days. And ideally, at least one of those days would be a weekend too um, because some people's behaviors change uh, if it's on a weekday versus a, versus a week um, weekend. And so it's important to be able to take a diary or a journal of um, of those things that you're doing. And that just builds a level of awareness, right? That's what writing things down. Um, there's so many apps that you could be able to use. I specifically don't use apps. I do know like um, a couple of years ago, like a lot of people liked my fitness pal um, to be able to log their, their quantities of food and the things that they did. Like I, I would rather just write things down and I've used that with – um, some clients and athletes that I've been able to use, um, you know, effectively trying to coach their nutrition. And I'd like to say I'm not a registered dietitian. 
Um, I am a certified nutrition coach, so I can teach people how to eat a little bit more effectively for their for their performance and for their health. But I'm not a registered dietitian where I can give direct meal plans. Um, the way I look at nutrition is trying to help people um, understand their habits and behaviors so that they can effectively create better ones to support that. Um, and so diet journals really help to build that level of awareness. Um, and then the next stage of like just writing things down is you associate what you feel like when you're eating. Right? I think that's like the next level to it too is, is, is if you can ask somebody, I felt this way, this is why I ate this. Or at lunchtime, this is what I, and, and it could be as simple as like, I was hungry. Or somebody's like, you know what, like I drove by Chipotle, like I know Drew loves Chipotle, like I drove by Chipotle, so I wanted Chipotle. So that could be it, like that maybe that was your urge, your craving, that's why you decided to eat that certain type of food. Or you hear people all the time, always, I'm craving this, like are you really craving it? Like, well, like what's creating that crave? And the, the most effective ways that I've understood and found uh, proper nutrition and prioritizing nutrition is to really increase your level of awareness of why you do what you do. And that's really the biggest and most long lasting changes that you can make. It's, it's not, a, it's the things that like, there's no quick fix, right? There's no, there's no shortcuts to, to eating better. There's no shortcuts to creating lifestyle changes. Like it, it takes, it takes time and it takes habits. And if you understand that it's a lifestyle and that you're really trying to change behaviors, um, then you probably have a little bit more effectiveness and it's going to last a little bit longer. I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but most people who have a, you know, like who undergo a diet, they might have changes and they lose weight. They gain that weight back like after they go back to normal eating because they, th they look at it as a short-term fix. Mm -hmm. um, and athletes say, like, oh, I was, in, I was in Walmart and I saw, I saw a fat burner. Does that work? I'm like, no, it's not going to work. Like All it is is you understand what the ingredients do is they're just trying to increase your metabolism or increase your heart rate. You could have, you could do the same, th have the same effect with a bunch of cups of coffee, right? Mm -hmm. But that's all it is. It's a shortcut. There's no really shortcuts when it comes to proper nutrition because it is, it's a lifestyle. And I think that too, it's what you put into your body, you know, is, is what you're going to be putting out. If I'm cruising through you know, MCDs every single day. Um, there, there was a whole documentary about it. You know, it, it messes with, with you and, and can cause depression. It can, you know, so many different side effects of not just necessarily eating, um, you know, a, a healthy, well-balanced diet, but, I mean, just the, the additives. And I, I like telling this story. So I, I had, when I was little, both my parents were flight attendants. And... I had a nanny um, or an au pair from Austria that, that took care of me when my parents were both gone. And she was awesome. And I, about, man, it's almost probably like 20 years ago now, but it feels like it was just yesterday. But about 20 years ago, I went out and visited her in Austria as an adult. And I was like, man, I'm only going to be out here. You know, this is probably it for a while. If I come back, it'll be in probably another 20 years. But I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat all the chocolate cake, whatever she wants to cook me. I'm just going to go all out and eat the food that I want to eat. I and Now, in, in Europe, it, and especially in, in Austria where I, where I was, the second meal of the day is your largest. And so the lunch meal, like everyone would leave work, come home and eat a really big lunch with dessert and everything. 
And then dinner would be later and just something a little bit lighter. Well, I had dessert like three times a day while I was out there. But every morning before I was, you know, eating dinner and everything, I'd go with her. Her name is, is Ermgard, but I called her Ermi. So I'd go with Ermi to the local farmer's market and she was buying cheese from the dairy farmer that was just up the hill. She was buying, I mean, so she was buying everything the morning of and then preparing it for our, our meals. And I came home and like I said, I ate to my heart's content and I lost six pounds. And I think a lot of it, and I'm not saying that everyone should start having dessert three times a day, but what I'm saying is look at like the shredded cheese, for example. If you shred cheese at home, it clumps together, you know, and it gets all like, oh, well, okay, I shredded it. Now it's all clumped together in a giant like shredded ball. You can't really save it. If you're buying shredded cheese from the store and it's not going together in a clumped ball, why is that? And it's because of what they're adding to that cheese to make sure it doesn't clump on you. And it's these additives, things that we might not necessarily be thinking about that can have, you know, if I go ahead and have a cheese quesadilla and I'm shredding my own cheese, I'm going to feel a lot better than if I just take a whole bunch of processed cheese in there and I'm going to feel weighted down. So think about those extra things that are being added into our food. And I'm not saying that you, everyone needs to go out there and be, you know, clean diet eater, but there's simple changes, like just for the shredded cheese example, that we can make that will, you know, remove some of the additives that are kind of in our, in our everyday life. Yeah, there's way too many additives. I love that story that you shared. And um, I can echo, like, the food in Europe is it is it's comes in its most natural form like because it, go, it goes bad within a couple days mm-hmm. like there's we had i had a friend um he, he played hockey in europe and he and his wife told us like they would have to go to the store like every day or they'd go mm-hmm. to the market every day or every two days because if they they couldn't shop for like a week like we can yeah. in america like because everything would go bad uh we went to italy and my wife um had issues with like gluten and and breads and things here but when we went to italy she had no issues with the pizza with no issues with the pasta Mm -hmm. and it's because everything is fresher there is no additives and additives is exactly that term something is added to it right it's added to it to increase its lifespan or its shelf life Mm -hmm. and you've got to start to think about if you can keep something for months on end in your cabinets or in a grocery store, you got to start to think, is it really doing my body that much good, right? The more stuff that's added to it, the less nutrition it actually has. The more things that are added to it, the less minerals and vitamins it actually has. The more additives it has, the easier it is to overeat. And those are the types of things that lead to poor, poor habits and poor um, changes within your body and it doesn't really make it feel good, right? Like it's, those are things that are easy to overeat and they mess with your satiety signals. And when I say satiety signals, it's like your, your level of satisfaction, right? And those aren't regulated by your stomach. Those are all regulated by your brain. And a lot of things that are being added to foods really mess with your neurology and they mess with your brain. And they're trying to create this cycle where, 
you get a hit of dopamine because it's pleasuring, right? It's hitting those senses within your brain so that you want to consume it a little bit more. And it's the same thing that happens with like the marketing that's that's being placed with a lot of these things in, in the labels and the colors that they're used. They're being used to attract senses within your brain that uh, that that force you to want to have it or have a craving or it, it's it's easy to easy to overeat it's um it's one of those things like it's it's yeah the shelf life is extremely important in the additives and then also if you can buy that stuff at other places than a grocery store i think you should question it mm-hmm. right like you can buy all this stuff at a gas station do you want to buy your groceries at a gas station or do you want to buy things that you want to consume at a gas station or you know anywhere else you've got to start to ask questions about the things that you're going to consume and is this is this the best choice for me i look at things like i'm not going to ever say that something's bad for you there's always good better best it's a spectrum and it's a scale like i'm never going to say like you you shouldn't eat that because anytime you say to somebody like to restrict something they're unless they're super disciplined they're gonna fight. They're gonna consume it because they think they're missing out on something. They think that they're losing something. 1, and I don't think from a from a from a psych, psychology standpoint, you should ever say that you should restrict, because at some point somebody's gonna like break and they're gonna want to consume it, and that's not that's no way to live. Like it, everything's on a spectrum, and you should have balance within your life, and you should have balance within your nutrition at the same time. Well, and coach, yeah, if you tell me, Katie, you can't have coffee anymore, um, we're going to have a serious problem. But if you say, hey, you know, instead of having three cups, and I know you love your coffee, you know, have one cup, and then from there, move to hot water. You know, so, okay, I'm still getting my coffee, but, and I can still have something warm to consume, or whatever. Don't do a, don't eat this, or don't consume that. Maybe just rethink about how much you're consuming or, you know, if you can, you know, this, not that. And, and I, I, I know I'm kind of harping on this shredded cheese thing, but that was, that was so eye opening to me was the shredded cheese. Cause I was like, yeah, cheese is cheese. I mean, it's still full of, you know, fat, but I gotta have my, this girl needs her cheese. And when someone pointed that out to me, she, I was like, that is such a good point. And I'm like, you know, I was like, yeah, it it's kind of feels point. like chalky on, on it even. And once you really think about what you're putting into your body and is there, is there a reason, why is this still shredded? It shouldn't be, you know, start thinking about that because there's probably some stuff in it that shouldn't be there. I I also want to talk about how, what we put into our bodies, you know, we're talking about healthy eating, healthy nutrition, but with, with putting the, the right type of food in and nutrients into our body, it does help us eliminate stress. It helps us, you know, be more productive. It helps us feel less lethargic. You know, th- Thanksgiving is a perfect example. You know, we eat two Thanksgiving meals, one with my mom and one with my husband's family. And lucky you. I mean, oh God, it is, I don't know if I'd say lucky is the right word, but I mean, like, I just am a giant, like, I, I always joke, like, well, just roll me out of here onto the next meal. But that's how I feel. I just feel so bloated and like full and tired. So there's a reason that we only eat it once a year. But I mean, think about what you're putting into your body. And if you have something that you need to be at your best at, and if you want to consistently be at your best, I'm not going to go and work out after I go and have a Thanksgiving meal. I'm just not going to do it. So, I mean, 
if you want to make sure that you are going to be able to go and exercise or go be high performing, think about what it is that you're putting in to your body before that, that big moment. Yeah, it's, and again, I think it comes back to like how you associate food, like on Thanksgiving food, like it, it's cultural, it's social, right? Like you're going to get together with family. You're going to get to get to get together with people you may not have seen in a while. And, and it's going to revolve around, around food. Right. And it, and so on those days, like, yeah, maybe you're going to eat a little bit more than you probably normally would. But like you said, if you're going to perform and you're going to exercise or you're going to go into an important meeting or a presentation, like think about how you want your, how think about how you want to feel because how you feel is going to directly impact your ability to perform. So if you want to feel, you want to perform at your best, then you should want to feel at your best. And then if you take another step back, then you got to start to analyze and think about what are the things I'm consuming to help me feel a certain way. And that's when that, that diet journal and that, that nutrition log can really help. Um, and then starting to take that next step, as I mentioned before, understanding the feelings around foods really take, that, take you to the next level because um, then you can start to realize, like, like maybe I don't feel as good when I consume this. So maybe I should make the change to this instead of that. Like, I, perfect example uh, for, for myself. Like, I realize, like, when I eat potatoes, regular potatoes, it makes me feel bloated. But when I eat sweet potatoes, I don't feel bloated. And so I realize if I'm going to train – or if I'm going to exercise, I'm not going to have regular potatoes, but I can have sweet potatoes. Or, you know, um, the, with my wife, like peppers um, and some certain like mushrooms and stuff like that don't make her feel great. So she's realized that, you know what, like I can't, if I want to feel good going into work or, or like um, throughout the day, like these are the things that I need to eliminate. It doesn't mean that she, she might have my like on a special occasion or Thanksgiving or anything like that. Um, but like if she needs to perform and needs to have like meetings and conversations, that's probably not going to be the bulk of what, what she's consuming. And I think that what this really comes down to is be more mindful, be more mindful of your body, be more mindful of how you feel because nobody, no doctor is going to be able to be like, Oh, well, everyone should cut this out and we'll all feel better because everyone's body is different. And when you take that step of like, okay, well, I feel full but not or con content but not necessarily full I feel like I'm still aware I don't need to go home and take a nap I, I don't need a cup of coffee at 3 p.m. all of those are, are signs and and that you should be paying attention to that you should be aware of so that you can perform at your highest that you can be that high level performer with work with family with athletics Wherever you want to be high performing, be aware of how it makes you feel and how you are able to perform when you consume certain foods. Yeah, and I think also, also I think it's a red flag if somebody says like, "Oh, you should never eat this or you should never eat that." Well, I, like, how do you know? You don't know what it makes me feel like. You don't and know what me. My buddy feels. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, any I think if anybody um, makes cold, hard, fast statements about everything and makes generalizations. I think sometimes that that should raise a red flag to you and you should ask, well, why, why is this person saying that this is not good? Like, 
and it, it comes back to context and it comes back to perspective and it comes back to your level of awareness and understanding information that you're consuming to really make the best decisions for yourself so that ultimately you can feel better, you can function better, and you can live better. Well, that's a mic drop right there, Coach. So I'm going to wrap up today's episode. For those of you uh, who have not subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't left us a review, leave us a review and be sure to connect with us over on the socials. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Be sure to give Coach a follow. He's always dropping some amazing inspirational tweets that will hopefully motivate you to uh, be a better human being and and be a, a high performer. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.